to me, it's medicine for the soul, and so people need it right now. And so, like the message, the message I get is like, it's it's okay. Like, do what you can to take care of the earth, and that these are coming out right now and being more popular because I think we need the support as humans. And so, just trusting that, and then finding the best vendors that I can buy from. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we have a couple quick announcements. So while it's still very much warm here in Minnesota and some days still feel like summer, It is officially fall, and we will soon be approaching that fun, festive, and busy time of year. I feel like Thanksgiving is going to be here before we know it, and with that comes lots of social gatherings, we hope this year, holiday traditions, sweets, family gatherings from now all the way through the new year. So we are really excited to kick off our 30-day Thrive During the Holiday Season program, Marty and I created this amazing and supportive community last year and had such a wonderful group of women who thrive during what can be a challenging and often stressful time of year. And it really allowed them to stay on track with their health priorities. By being part of this community, you will learn mindfulness and stress-reducing tips and techniques to help you enjoy this festive time of year. You'll be inspired to prioritize meal planning and prep, which I know can often go by the wayside when life gets busy. And this will allow you to have simple, delicious, and healthy meals available for you and your family so that you're not forced to snack your way through dinner or resort to fast food. Because at the end of the day, we want to enjoy this festive time of year. And how can we enjoy it? By being in a good mood and by having energy and sleeping well and just being in a more balanced place. And so that's what this community is all about. So don't just take our word for it. I want to share a couple of the testimonials that we received last year from our clients. I would recommend the 30-Day Holiday Thrive Program to anyone who wants to help focus on his or her wellness goals, be it nutrition, meal planning, exercise, meditation, or self-care in a very supportive environment. Someone else said, The support was very helpful. The group chat was so fun, and I really enjoyed seeing all the great things the other participants were doing. It was so inspiring. I loved the recipes and looked forward to them each week. I also thought the weekly check-in was really, really helpful. So we'd love for you to join our community. It's going to kick off on November 8th. It'll run for 30 days. And for more details on what the program entails and to sign up, just head on over to the show notes and click the link in there. And of course, message us with any questions. And then finally, um, we would love for you to head on over to Apple Podcast if you're enjoying this episode and please leave us a rating and review. It takes just two minutes and it really helps us reach more people so that others can benefit from the inspiring conversations and resources that we share each week. And now I am so excited to introduce today's guest, Jody McKee. Jody is a healer and medicine woman and the owner of Jewelweed, a health and wellness shop in Wayzata, Minnesota. Marty and I were so excited to conduct our first in-person interview since the pandemic hit, which we do in their beautiful shop. There may be some background noise during this episode, so just bear with us and maybe turn up the volume on your device if needed. You won't want to miss all the pearls of wisdom that Jody shares today. Jodi is an avid gardener, a medicine maker, alchemist, and nature lover. She's the wife and mother of three boys who were raised on herbal medicine and natural healers. A couple years ago, Jodi opened up the Jewelweed to help others discover the tools and resources that she's been using for herself and her family. 
At Jewelweed, they are passionate about natural health and sharing it with their community. Jody is committed to empowering individuals in their pursuit of greater personal health and well-being. And she actively lives these values of sustainability, reconnecting with nature, conscious consumerism, social equality, personal empowerment, and holistic healing. Jody and her team have attentively curated a collection of high-quality, small-batch, often surprising goods that support the interconnected health of the planet and its people. They offer herbal remedies, flower essences, aromatherapy, crystals, jewelry, green beauty products, hand-poured candles, their favorite books, tea, and so much more. In today's conversation, Jody shares how she cured her son from a severe allergy after going to countless doctors without any answers or a real cure. You will be so inspired by this conversation and really motivated to listen to your body, tune in to your kids, for those of you that are parents out there, and be open to trying more holistic and natural remedies to heal yourself and your loved ones. In this fun and super inspiring conversation, we talk about flower essences and herbal tinctures and how they can heal at the physical and emotional level. Jody shares how you can even make these for yourself too. We also dive into crystals and how they can help with different things and support our bodies and our minds on our health journey. Marty and I even get to participate in Jody's daily cacao elixir ritual, which was so delicious, and she shares how it's a heart opener along with other wonderful benefits. Jody has created such a sacred space to share her wisdom and empower people to trust their intuition and be open to all possibilities. If you live in the Twin Cities, you must visit Jewelweed in Wyzetta, Minnesota. It's such a beautifully curated store that will invite you to explore things that are unique and things that you may not have experienced before. For those of our listeners who don't live in Minnesota, you can check out their website for the blog and lots of resources that Jody posts, and they are soon gonna have a robust offering of products on their website that can be shipped directly to you. So with that, let's dive into this heartfelt and really empowering conversation with Jody McKee. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Good Health Sauna. It's time to relax, rejuvenate, and renew. Everybody wants to feel better. Everybody wants to be healthy and happy. Good Health Saunas is proud to provide top-of-the-line infrared saunas that deliver the most impactful results for overall health and wellness. Infrared saunas produce penetrating heat to help you sweat and heal your body from the inside. Sweating on a regular basis can help you feel amazing. Numerous studies have been done to show the power of infrared sauna use to help you sweat. Health benefits of regular sauna use may include detoxification, immune system support, muscle repair, chronic pain relief, relaxation, deeper sleep, and so much more. There are a lot of reasons people buy good health sauna. I just recently bought one at the Minnesota State Fair and I am loving it so far. From the moment of purchase to the delivery and setup, Good Health Sauna staff have been amazing. They answered all my questions and they did a fabulous job with the installation. I look forward to my new evening routine where I take a 30 to 40 minute sauna before I shower and go to bed. And I love how relaxed I feel and more importantly, how I am adding to my overall health and happiness. And best of all, it's a great way to remove toxins from my body daily. Good Health Sauna provides commercial-grade infrared saunas for in-home and commercial use. Backed up with the best warranty in the industry, lifetime guarantee, and unmatched customer service. They have three stores, one at the Mall of America in Minnesota and two in Wisconsin, Appleton and Waukesha. For more information and to purchase online, go check out your special offer at www.goodhealthsaunas.com slash theartofLivingWell. Hi, Jody. We are beyond excited to be in this beautiful store, Jewelweed, today for our first in-person interview since early March 2020. Um, and while conducting our interviews via Zoom has been very convenient for everyone, um, it's really wonderful to experience the energy of sitting here face to face with you. And we discovered your little gem of a shop probably like a year or two ago. And I remember coming in during the pandemic and visiting and 
I just came home with all these different crystals and books. And then I actually took my daughter and her three friends on her 13th birthday last month. And that's when I met you and asked you to come on our show. And these girls were just so excited. I think they were dropping crystals and touching all of them, but you were so sweet and caring and the workers were just helping them and teaching them about crystals and how they can pick them out. Um, so it was really fun. And you know, everyone has a story and we'd love to hear your journey about how you came into the natural health space and ultimately how it culminated in founding this amazing and beautiful spot that we're standing in today. And it's funny, in doing my research um, for this interview, I noticed, or you mentioned um, in another podcast that you were on, that you are also a recovering CPA, which is something <laughs> that I always tell myself, but I, mentioned, I saw that you were a CPA too, which I thought was, yeah. was, was funny. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, welcome. Um, I'm so happy to have you guys here. It's so fun and so fun to see everybody's faces and for everything to be opened up. And Wyzetta is so amazing this summer and this spring. So, um, yeah, so welcome. And my kind of um, story with alternative health begins. So, I have three boys, um, and I've been, I, my husband, we've been married for 25 years. So, my older son is 24. Four. He'll be 25 this fall, and then I have a son turning 21 this, this month, and then I have a 15-year-old. So my older son, when he was little, like when he was born right from the very beginning, I was on bed rest. When he was born, he was like sick within that first week, and so from the age of, you know, the day he was born pretty much until he was five, he was sick all the time. So he had a lot of asthma and allergies. We'd call 911. We would literally sleep in the... Like my husband and I, we laugh about this. We would sleep in the emergency room parking lot because oh my we would get to the emergency room and he would be breathing okay, like sitting upright in his car seat. And it was cold. And so I think that was helpful for his airways. And we would just sit there until he would wake up and start like wheezing again or gasping for breath. And then we would go in because we would be so tired and it would take so long to get through the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we did that. I mean, I had to call 911 once when he wasn't responsive at all and his lips were blue and his, oh he was oh pale and rubbery. Like it's, it's like the worst. I mean, I think he was two when that happened. And so it was just got worse and worse and we went to all sorts of specialists and he had had RSV, which is the respiratory mm -hmm. infection at one point, and it just kept getting worse. And so by the time he was five, he was on steroids all year round, inhaled lots of times, you know, taken in the, internally in a syrup or something gross like that. And he just wasn't himself. He was just pale and sick all the time. So um, when he was five, I, we took him to the Mayo Clinic and we, you know, spent a weekend there or a couple days there and they did all this stuff where they spray a bunch of stuff into his lungs and they do the allergy testing and so when we got there he was actually healthy and when we left he was crying and sick and I was so angry driving away, oh, driving away because it was like here like he was sick all the time I brought him when he was healthy and then I'm leaving and he's sick again that's unbelievable yeah, yeah. so at that moment I just thought like there has to be something else right like there has to be a different way and so what I started to do, well, because there was no, I didn't even have the internet, I don't know, 20 years ago, like where that was, right? right? Like, I remember like sitting in my basement, trying to like look through some books and uh -huh. going to the library and going to the bookstore. And my family thought I was crazy. I tried a bunch of different things that didn't work. Like one of them was a water cure. It was like having your five-year-old drink like 12 cups of water <laughs> a day. Like I, my kids are always my guinea pig. I learned, like they're like... They're like, I learned everything from like working on them. Mm -hmm. But so that didn't work. Um, and then I found an herbal class. Like, I don't know, I was somewhere in Minneapolis. I just like saw a flyer for it, signed up for it. I met my, like my future herbal teacher <coughs> book. And she had just done a weekend class and I really liked her. And then I was like, what if I brought my son? So I brought my son to her. His name is Alec. Um, and so within a year, he was, he didn't have any asthma, no allergies, no symptoms. Um, we used some herbs and she uses really small doses and we changed his diet. So we took him off dairy and gluten, which at that time, like was the weirdest thing you could ever do. Like my oh, friends are yeah. like, what? And my parents are like, what's happened? What do we feed him? Yeah. Is there other food <laughs> besides that? Um, so we just took him off that for a year. And then within a year, he was like cured of everything, off every drug, off everything. He ended up, there was an herb that he took that he had a cold and he just coughed up all this mucus and all this gunk and he never had asthma again. 
That is all. Oh my gosh. What was the herb? Uh, it's called bone set. So we use it. We I still use it. It actually grows in my garden. It's a wildflower here. It grows. It grows in the parks around here. You use the flower. We use just a really small dose for him, and it's a it's a, an immune enhancer. And I don't know the. I, I think it just cleared out his lungs and got rid of that virus that. For me, like when I think about it now, I just think it was cycling in his body and he couldn't get, yeah. mm-hmm. couldn't get rid of it. And every little trigger was setting off whatever was in his lungs, you know, again and again and again. Right. So yeah. So and then so then you know by the time he was like six, he was fine. He was eating dairy and gluten again. I mean, and but the, so my boys are raised on natural health and healers, and they've been to like all sorts of crazy things because we don't. We go to the doctor, but we try to treat things as naturally as we can. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, my boys, we always laugh about all the remedies and all the things that have happened and the other things that we've cured. And, yeah, but that was the big one. So that taught me everything, right? It just set the tone for, for me being a mother, for me taking care of myself, listening to my body. Because when I was at the Mayo Clinic, they had said to me, what he eats doesn't have any effect on his health. And so what would happen is I would give him a piece of pizza and he would – We'd be in the emergency room that night if he had pizza. So I would tell him that, and they said, "No, he's not allergic to either." And so that was where I had to like trust my trust my son's body and and you know really watch him and believe what he said, right? Because he got all stuffy afterward and just the pale and then allergic shiners is where the kids' eyes would get really purple underneath when they eat something that they're not technically allergic to, but very sensitive to. And so, but now he's so now he's. Um, he'll be 25 in September. He's like healthy as a horse. I'm sure he'd love that. He's six four. He's super active and really into natural foods and remedies and taking care of his body and listening to his body. And so I really feel like that has like, um, yeah, just set the tone for like the way my boys were raised. And so so the, did that really set you on your path to all of this? I mean, that's yeah. amazing. So oh. you didn't go into, you know, your... Um, career thinking, oh, I want to be a natural, you know, I want to have a natural remedy store, nothing oh, like no. that. that what a, a cool yeah. story. <laughs> that's a CPA. My husband is a CPA. He's a partner in an accounting firm. So like, oh, I, mine too. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. That's such a cool story. I, I'm curious, does your son eat dairy and gluten today? He, um, sometimes, but we, I just find we cook with it, like that cookbook we were talking yeah. about earlier. So we could with it and we cook without it and uh-huh. so but when he gets a cold and when we all get a cold you know staying away from dairy especially stuffs everybody up yes. and gluten especially so when he was kind of I don't know now he doesn't really get sick anymore but when he was like you know let's say in later elementary school and middle school if he got sick he would eat like fruits and vegetables and meats when he got a cold because he would stay really clear and the mucus didn't get really thick because he tends to be a little mucusy. But I don't know that that's true anymore. He never, I, I haven't seen him get sick in a really long time. And my boys know, like, they're living right now in Jackson Hole on their, their own. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my, my dream, right? Me too. <laughs> like, and they, but they have all their natural remedies and all their stuff, and if they don't know what to do, they call me. You know, oh. they've both been out to college, and so they'll call and ask, but they know how to treat most things themselves, and so they're pretty good at it. So I don't really do anything with them anymore. What Amazing. a gift you've given them. Yeah. Like, you took this challenge, and, you know, I'm sure many, many years with your son, going to doctors and the emergency room, I mean, I can't even imagine that, and then look what has come of it. Like, that's just wonderful. Now you can share your gifts and talents with everyone. Yeah, it's so fun. I always say that my kids are my best teachers, right? Even if I didn't want to learn it because it was really hard when it was happening, but they they definitely are my best teachers. And so I'm always grateful for that. So how did you get from that to this? We're sitting in this like spectacularly beautiful store that I could spend hours in. I want to know yes. everything about every product in the store. Like, how did you come to this? Well, so then, so I was a CPA, like I was practicing that. I ended up, when my kids were born, I ended up starting to work for one of my uncles who was a general contractor, actually then was a self-taught designer. I had I had a partner in another business in another store where I was doing interior design. I opened my own design studio for five years. And during all that time, so that's what I was doing like professionally. Mm-hmm. And creating sacred space was really important to me, creating space where people could feel comfortable and feel good. So that was something I also found love with. And that whole time I was studying herbs. So 
I've studied with like like Matthew Wood and I mentioned Lee Swoof and my um, Rosemary Gladstar is a really famous herbalist. Julia Graves would come to Minneapolis. She has a couple books and she'd come stay at my house. And so lots of training in herbal remedies and flower essences and doing lots of work. And again, like being a mom, um, raising my kids because of all the things that you need in childhood. So we have like a homegrown apothecary, I call it. I probably have 50 medicinal plants in my backyard and a lot of them are weeds. And so just really like living the life of a mother with a lot of kids and a lot of their friends and using the natural remedies um, on a daily basis and not really like we don't have anything from the drugstore at our house we have a whole thing full of like here I had a little bit of a stomach ache this morning so this is like chamomile I grow in my garden I make a tincture out of it everybody knows how to use it Lots of my friends have this. Anyway, so I grow my own remedies and make them, and so we take them. So that's how, like, yeah. So I was doing that for years, kind of practicing that, and I had my other business that I was talking about, and then I decided to sell that when I was around 40. I got really sick. I'm turning 50 this month. Oh. So, so about 10 years ago, ago. So I got really sick. I got really burned out. I was doing the PTA, volunteering, mm -hmm. doing all my herbal studies, being the mother of three. And I got really burned out and really sick. And so I kind of quit all that. I took a couple years off. I was studying like, um, back then it was still weirder, like Reiki and Akashic Records work. And I was doing um, life coaching, nature-based life coaching. So I spent a couple years in that program. So just wow. like having this spiritual awakening at my kitchen table because... I'm a mom, right? I'm like, I have all these responsibilities. And when you watch it, when you hear it in books or movies, like these women are like going far and discovering themselves. But I really had to like sit at my kitchen table and like <laughs> find out who I was and, and what I was meant to do in this, you know, in this life and what really brought me a lot of joy. And so I started teaching classes at my house. So I would teach like herbal classes. And the first class I put out, I had 30 people sign up and I was like, whoa, what's wow. happening? Of just like my friends of like an email I sent out. And um, one of those classes, one of my girlfriends, it was in January, she slipped in the driveway and fell and broke her leg. So I got super scared. So I was like, okay, I'm done. Like <laughs> yeah. I need, to, like, I need yeah. to bring this somewhere else. And it was, it was very traumatic for her and for me. And I was just like, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that, and to me, that was just a sign. Like this isn't like, this isn't sustainable in your house. And it really mm -hmm. wasn't. And I was making a bunch of products then and I was selling them. And um, I had always dreamed of like having a store and I'd already had one. So I thought maybe that was over, but then I don't know, something just kept pulling me and I was looking at spaces for about two years. Just like, well, what if I did this? Like, I didn't know. And then when I walked in here, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. if this was kind of met, it didn't look how it looks right now. I, I used to shop in the store. Oh, yeah. I was here before <laughs> yeah. here. So. Yeah. So and I was like, oh, my God, this is the spot. And that was like, um, so it was three years ago, a little over three years ago at Thanksgiving. And then I just left and I didn't want to look at it again. I was like, I'm not even going back. Like, it was really scary to me. And then... I came back again right before Christmas because no, I was like, why is nobody renting that little spot? What's yeah. happening? Like, why? Yeah. So I came back and I signed the lease and then I got really scared <laughs> wow. again and went, like, went into like paralysis for a month and didn't do anything. Um, and then in January that year, my younger sister passed away. And so it was like, so I had that. So there was like a, a month, another month again, I didn't move and do anything because I didn't really know what this was going to be. And I didn't actually tell anybody. So when I, like, for me being, having a business degree, I did not, um, I did not follow any business strategy whatsoever when I opened the store. I told nobody. I sat at my kitchen table. I dreamed up what this was going to be. I, it feels like it was just, like, right inspiration from somewhere else. And it was, like, all the tools that I have used and things that I had learned about and used in my spiritual kind of journey or awakening or used to heal myself or other people. And so how could I bring those into one space? Because when I was doing the classes at home, I would have like four pages of documents of like, you could get this here, like this is what I'm talking about here, and there was nowhere to, to go to find these things. And also what was happening is when a lot of my studies were like in dirty basements or like weird places that I didn't want to be. So yeah. Jewel is like this beautiful invitation for people to just come in to explore things that might be different or weird in a really like, I don't know, beautiful, like open way. Yes. So. And it's very inviting. Yes. 
you know, yeah. regardless of whether you've been in a store like this before or not, and welcoming. Yeah. And I know I've heard you talk about the name, but can you tell our listeners about how you came up with the name and the meaning behind it? Yeah. So I didn't, I feel like I didn't come up with a name. It was just given. So when I found the space, I was like, well, what would I name it? And the name Jewelry just like came right, like I just say like it came right down in front of me and I was like, wait, what else? And, and so Jewelweed is a wildflower. It grows um, in Minnesota, it grows all over my garden. It is about like three to four feet high, but it's a tiny little flower. So nobody really cares about it unless you look really close. They're really pretty. Um, and jewelweed was a plant that when I was pregnant with my third son, I was on high risk. I have some, I have three kidneys. I have some kidney problems. It tends to be where if something goes wrong, it, I have sensitive kidneys. So when I was pregnant with him, my kidney numbers were off, and so they put me on high risk. And so my herbal teacher, again, Lisa Wolf, she had put me on a really small dose of jewel weight, so like a drop in the morning and a drop at night. And so within a month, I was off high risk. All my numbers were back in alignment. Um, I took jewel weed probably for three months of that pregnancy. And yeah, so it's always just been like a really, that's an ally of mine. It grows in my garden. It's like a plant that I feel really connected to. And so when the name came, I was like, okay okay <laughs> like i got it yes so yeah and i i love it i'm so yeah happy with it perfect and i learned that there actually used to be a crystal spot right in this exact a crystal store in this exact spot years ago <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's so crazy the first week i opened i think somebody came in and said that and i was like are you serious <laughs> so you in didn't even know before yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> Love to see pictures of that. I haven't seen anything, but yeah, I've heard that from a couple people. It's so fun. So I'm really curious. You were talking about um, medicinal plants that you grow in your backyard. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, I mean, I kind of want to grow medicinal plants in my backyard. I don't know about you after hearing that. What would be like the, how would we start something like that? And how do you make a tincture? Yeah, well, you probably already have medicinal plants in your yard because there's a lot of them that are pretty common. So one is plantain or dandelion. So those are really dandelions. Yeah, dandelion. So dandelion, we actually we use the whole plant. So you could use the root, you use the leaf, you can use the flower. It's a bitter, so they use it. So it makes a really good tincture. So you use it for digestive um, um, digestive issues, I guess, and to tonify. It's a really good remedy in the spring. So it's like we've been eating the heavy kind of meat and all that all winter, and then in the spring, it's the first plant that pops up, and so. They say there's a little controversy around it, but that the um, the first settlers brought it over, that it wasn't native to the United States, but they brought it over as medicine, and then it's spread everywhere. But yeah, so it makes it really good, like salad green. So it just gets everything kind of like your digestive system toned up and flowing mm-hmm. after the heavy, hard winter. And then like plantain is something that grows everywhere. It's just a weed, and if you learn to identify it, it's the easiest one, and the kids love it. So um, it grows in a rosette. I don't, I'll just I'll show you a picture, but um, you just take the leaf and you would just you can make a spit poultice, which kids like to do that. But usually when I help somebody, I'll just take the leaf, I grind it up with my fingers, and then I'll put it on whatever is bothering them. And usually then we adhere it with a bandaid or something. So like all my son's friends, like they have stories about like me sticking plant. Like one says like you put that leaf on my butt. It was exactly like he got stung in the right above his bathing suit so I like taped a leaf to it but it, it works and so the boys like they're grown now so they always talk about these like weird things that I and they're not that weird I was like it's a yeah. leaf right <laughs> so what does it do so it's um so plantain will draw out like if you get stung it will draw out the venom and then it's just an anti-inflammatory so usually like if you put um plantain on something like within like 10 minutes or something it's down the pain is drastically less and lots of times you can't even see that you got stung and there's wow. another plant called yarrow and this is like this is why I like I studied herbs because yarrow works so amazing so yarrow is a, it's, it's again it's a wildflower it grows in Minnesota it's easily grown in your garden the medicinal kind is usually white lots of times at the nursery you'll see it in all like all rainbow of colors but the white one is tends to be medicinal and that one, so when somebody's bruised or bleeding or anything, you just take it, a sting to you, um, can just um, mush it up, or we make a salve out of it, an infused oil, and then make a salve. And again, you put that on a sore or a bite or a cut or a bruise, and it's amazing. Mm. Like this, the way it stops bleeding is so fast. 
and like you do it and you're like amazed and you do it again and you're amazed and then some people I, we sell it here I'll, I'll make some like this summer we always sell out of it but I um people will be somebody was just here the other day she's like do you have your yarrow salve and I'm like no we're sold out for the season but we'll have some more in a couple months and she's like, that stuff's magic, isn't it? And I was like, that's why I study herbs, because that is so quick. Like, there's no, you don't wait. Like, it just happens right away, and you can feel it, so. What about oh um, if someone has, like, deep muscle pain or, um, yeah, like, pain? Yeah, so pain would be, it depends. So what happens is, like, in herbal medicine, it would be like, well, what is the pain from? So we have, like, first aid remedies, which are really easy to kind mm -hmm. of use. But in general, like something like that would be a little bit more specific. And so you would look at like, what is the pain from? But in, I mean, also saying that, you know, you could do a big bath with yarrow and see what happens with hmm. that because yarrow is good for, um, if it's chronic muscle pain, it might be a little bit different than like kind of like the first date is yarrow. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, and to, and to answer your question about tinctures. So this is chamomile. So chamomile you guys can buy at the nursery. I was planted it in a pot and I have some in my garden and so it will start to bloom and I just have a little jar of organic prairie vodka and I pick out the blooms and I put it in there. When the jar is full, I'll just start a new jar and then after six weeks I strain it off and this is like the tincture. And it's this is what you buy in the store. You can buy a tincture here or at another health food store, but you can make them yourself and I think um, making your own medicine is like the most powerful thing that you can do to heal yourself. So you're putting like in a mason jar, vodka yeah. and the plants. Yes. And then you're straining out the vodka. It's basically, it's the vodka in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just so I'm understanding. Yeah. So it's like um, when you make tea, the yeah. water is yeah. the, yep. holds the healing constituents, so yep. the alcohol is what does it. And then alcohol preserves it for 10 years or more. So wow. once you make a tincture, I mean, we use, it depends. Like some, like my chamomile one, I use all the time. Lemon balm is another one you can grow and make really easily yourself. Like that one's super helpful. So those are kind of like easy remedies that everybody could use. Just like staples in your medicine cabinet, sort of, right? Your, I've never herbal rem yes. made any tinctures before, but I'm super interested in it. Yeah, we might have. So one of the women that used to work here, we'll see what happens. She sells um, fresh flowers. She had, so she did a couple years ago, she moved and bought a new farm last year. So this summer, if she sells them, then we'll have tincture making classes because then I'll have the fresh flowers that people can use to make. And I'm so in. I'm so in too. Let <laughs> us know what please, it is. Please, please do that. That yeah. sounds amazing. But for those who maybe this is, seems overwhelming, to make it yourself, you have all these products in your store, right? I mean, seasonally, it sounds like, for some of them. Yes. Um, and we so we have a lot of tinctures. But then can you, we talked a little bit before we were recording about flower essences. And we actually were drinking this wonderful cacao um, beverage and we put a little bit of flower essence in right so can you tell us a little bit about both the flower essence and then we can dive into the cacao yeah so flower essences are um, it's a way to capture the essence of the plant so like a tincture what we talked about is you put the physical plant in alcohol and then you strain it out and so you have the physical constituents of it where when you make a flower essence you just put the flower in water and put it in sun for about six hours and then you use, use the water and it doesn't taste like anything it usually doesn't change color it all flower essences taste the same and then you dilute it down so really it's an energetic medicine so flower essences we often use for emotional and mental um, support where the tinctures and powdered herbs we use for more physical, the physical body support in that area. And so like today, so cacao is one of um, my favorite, like I call it a medicine, but my favorite drinks and my favorite plants to work with. And so um, this morning we just, we made a cup of cacao and like part of our daily routine here at the store and my, actually my whole family does it, now my son's girlfriend does it, is to make a cacao elixir and then, and then, or cacao and then put a flower elixir in it. And so like today we just chose, we looked at the pictures of the flowers and we just chose what felt good for us. And it's just a way to, this is a morning ritual to connect in and work with the plants. Yeah, and just to, I don't know, it's a beautiful way to start your day. So we, we sell a lot of that. We have a lot of customers that do that too. And so we have like a whole tribe of people that, <laughs> that we're all making cacao or, or sometimes we're out or it'll get too hot or like the factory's out and we, we have people like, Where's the cacao? <laughs> so um, when you say the flower essence is an energetic medicine, can you 
share like a story or something where you've seen that like affect someone's life in a positive way? Yeah. So the one thing, so my, because my husband's an accountant and so the way I got him to like be okay with all the stuff that I was doing or uh, not be okay, but like to trust me in it. So it was always my kid. So the one, the, the first experience I had, major experience with the flower essences. So one of my sons, my middle son was, had night terrors. And so he had night terrors for years and you know, they wake up and they'd be, they'd wake everybody else up and they'd be just crying and you can't get through to them. So um, I had read Rock Rose is just a Bach flower remedy. You can get like lots of people, lots of stores carry that and it's for terror. And so I was like, oh, let's just try this flower essence when he wakes up next time. So I had it next to his bed. So he wakes up and I put one drop in his mouth and he lays back down and falls back asleep. My husband and I are both like, what? Like, are you kidding? And then it happens again and we're like, what? And then I started just giving it to him before he went to bed and he just quit, ha he quit having them. So Rock Rose is for terror. They have, there's this something called um, Rescue Remedy that Fox sells too and that there's five flowers in that. One of them is Rock Rose. Um, but so they can have profound effects and sometimes it can be really subtle. But like in kids, like I was saying, they're my best teachers because lots of times with kids, you can give them a remedy and you see what happens almost right away. And so um, that's why I say they're my best teachers because they taught me that. But so here at the store, like I'll use, um, for me, flower essence, you can use them, um, like I was saying, like situationally, which like COVID is stressing a lot of people out. So there's some flower essences based on your fears or how you're feeling because everybody's having a different experience. And so you would match their experience with a flower essence. And so that's a situational remedy where for me, like, a constitutional re remedy is vervain. So vervain is for people who like, I don't know, I tend to worry a little bit. I tend to like want to save everything and have everything perfect and you know, like I just get carried away. And so when I am getting out of balance, I know that taking the vervain flower essence helps me get back into balance. And so I've been using that on and off for 20 years. So it's just like, so it can be like constitutional remedy that you go back to, it can be situational. You Sometimes people just work with the flower essence for six weeks and then they never need it again. It's kind of like peeling layers of things that you don't need off of you. And it feels like a really subtle, gentle healing. It sounds like it's, it really helps create a balance within your life, you know, if you're a little bit off. Yes, yes, oh. yes. And sometimes, so here at the Storable Hand, people jars, and like, and this has happened a lot, and then they think we're amazing, but we, like, they'll just start <laughs> to cry, because when you pick out the right remedy, sometimes, because sometimes people just haven't cried, so I say to them, like, you won't cry for a month if you take this. It's almost like a burp. It just needs to come out. That grief needs to come out, and then you need to process some of the stuff around that, and then you'll feel better, and so we've had that happen a lot, and it's not with the same remedy, so it, it happens with different remedies because things just get stuck, or they're just not allowed to flow out in the way that they need to do, and so just giving yourself that support with the flower remedy is a, just a really gentle, beautiful way. Are there any, um, like, I don't know how to say this. Are there any concerns or could you mix things or use things in a way that could be more detrimental than helpful? Well, so flower essences in general, they don't, it's because it's an energetic remedy, you can take it with anything. So they'll say like any medicine, any, like if people are in hospice or on, you know, um, treatment for cancer, anything like that, like we, I feel 100% comfortable recommending a flower essences. Herbs, I wouldn't because they're, okay. they can mix with things. So usually I haven't seen it and I'm super careful so um, about what I take. So if I take a remedy and I can feel irritated afterwards or kind of yucky, then I don't take it. And so just telling people like, when you take a remedy, really check in. You should know why you're taking a remedy. You should be able to feel it or have somebody helping you to check in to make sure it's still a good remedy. But still with flower essences, I haven't really seen anybody go, like them go bad. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, because I feel like there's an intelligence in the flower mm -hmm. that is because it's more gentle and subtle. I do feel like there's intelligence with the tinctures, but if you're using the physical constituents, there can be more reactions for sure. Yeah. Um, this is super fascinating. I just, I want to dive in and learn more. So I hope you have some in-person um, educational type events and workshops. So I mentioned the cacao, which we were drinking, and I know you have, you and your staff and everyone have this morning ritual. Can you talk a little bit about like why? 
why the cacao, what's so magical or medicinal about the plant itself and how it's different from just going and having a chocolate bar. Yeah, well, I first learned about cacao. I was in Belize taking a class on spiritual bathing, but what, for a week, which my biggest takeaway is actually cacao and not the spiritual bathing. So <laughs> that's really <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> side trip that some of us took into the little town that we were at and there was a Mayan man who you know just presented all the steps of how cacao was made about how when the Europeans came over it they had the Mayans use it as a drink and the Europeans turned it into a candy bar mm-hmm. and uh, the difference of it and so when he was making it for us he had us drink it first you know with no sweetener and he would say drink it thick like mud thick like mud and so and so we went around, first we just drank the cacao, then he added cardamom, cinnamon, then a little bit of honey. And so this was a group of six people and we we didn't know each other very well. And at the end of that, everybody was giggling. Like people looked like they were drunk. They were hugging each other, they were crying, <laughs> they were laughing and we're like, what's happening? We all felt so like, just like so happy. And it was the chocolate that had done it. And the, the Mayan man was just so cute. He just laughs because he's probably seen this a hundred times, right? And so. So that really got me interested in cacao and then there's, you know, in the United States people do cacao ceremonies. I had done some of those like online and some in person. Um, And then when I was opening up jewelry, like I mentioned, my sister had passed away and so cacao is a heart medicine. So I remember, um, so I serve it like anytime that there's grief, I always serve cacao. I always serve people cacao. So, um, so after my sister passed, I was working with it every single day. And so a smaller amount than you would do in a cacao ceremony or a smaller amount than I had, like with the Mayan man. And that really helped. It helped heal my heart. I feel like it helped me. So, and, and so that's why I was planting jewelweed. I was drinking cacao every single day in it. And there's like a prophecy that says cacao will come out of the rainforest when the world needs it. And so, um, so, so again, I think it's heart medicine. And then the physical constituents of it, it has a lot of magnesium, so it makes you feel relaxed. It has serotonin, uh, increases serotonin and dopamine, which are the feel-good hormones, so it makes people happy. It has a whole bunch of other antioxidants and vitamins and minerals in it. And so I was talking a little bit about, so when you get cacao powder from the store, they take out the, co- the cocoa butter. And um, so that is, makes it the powder. So the drinks we have here still have the cocoa butter in them because as an herbalist like we like the whole plant and it, the whole plant works synergistically together so when you're getting um cacao to drink or to use in ceremony or to using kind of as like medicine um you want to get the hundred like the whole plant and it's not written on the labels that's the bummer of it because when they take something out they don't have to write like we remove the cocoa butter so just looking for something so if you're if it's powder it's still good it's not that it's not healthy it's just not the whole plant so just know the difference between the two because you do want the fat in there and and so in the cacao you'll notice that it balances your blood sugar it makes you feel sated Mm -hmm. so you don't feel really hungry and yeah and so my husband sometimes he'll joke if i'm like a little snippy or something i'll be like did you have your cacao (laughs) (laughs) so if it's not a powder it comes in like a little like pellet or like what is the so this company does it in a pellet some people have it in big 100% bars and then this um this other Kokoko company they have it in like little it's granules they're like a little bit bigger but then you can because the it's just not the fine powder because the powder okay. doesn't have the fat so if, yeah it's still good you can still add it to drinks but if you want to do a cacao ceremony or you really want it to be kind of like a healthy drink that you're having every morning or a ritual like I just really like the fat in there because we all you know we yep. eat yeah fats anyway so so people can just come to jewelweed and buy it here. Yes. exactly <laughs> and then they know what they're getting the right stuff yes <laughs> for sure so since we're, we're sitting here looking around there are you guys have a ton of crystals here right which I think really are very eye-catching and I think it's something that people are starting to I don't want to say more mainstream, but, and especially like young girls, I've noticed the last couple of years really getting into it. So we'd love to dive into this a little bit more. Um, you know, what, 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 what kind of properties do crystals have? How do you choose one? You know, just for our listeners who may, who may not, you know, know anything about crystals. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to tell a little story because so when I was little, I grew up in Northeast Minneapolis. There was a parking lot at the end of the block. So I used to pick rocks and sell them. I go in my wagon and sell them around the neighborhood and I also set up garage sales in my garage 
and sell rocks. And so when I opened this store, my mom was here the first day, and she's like, you're going back to your roots. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, for more than a quarter. And so I've loved rocks my whole life. My kids have collected them from lots of different places. I've just always been drawn to them. I have them everywhere, collected from trips and pretty, not pretty. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I didn't really care about any properties of them. They always just made me feel good. And when my younger son, he moved around a lot. So I used to literally just cut rocks in his pocket. I didn't even care if they, they weren't even crystals. They were like landscape rocks mm -hmm. to keep them grounded at <laughs> school. And it worked. He'll even say like, yeah, it totally worked. So then I started getting into like, what are the properties? So I would say, um, whether people believe it or not, right? Rocks are beautiful, so they can add some beauty and some interest to your house. I like to use them in spaces like fresh flowers. Um, and then if you are into the medicinal um, or the kind of the healing properties of them, to just be open to uh, like the possibility, right? I mean, Martha Beck talks about that. Like, I, I don't know exactly why they work or how they work, but it's like, could I put my judgment on hold and be open to the possibility? And so when people come in here, we like to say, just like clear your mind. You could ask a question, you could ask for support. You could just walk around the table and see what jumps out to you. So we've had lots of people who pick up rocks who've never picked up a crystal before that will be like, whoa. Or again, they'll get tears in their eyes, they'll feel something, they can't put it down. And so they're having their own experience. So I don't really need to say or do anything. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to just ask people to trust their intuition. And, and then we have little cards that say kind of what the properties are. But those are like, if I wrote like what I do or you do on a tiny little card and try to give it out to people. And so it's not everything, it's just like kind of the tip of the iceberg of what the crystals can do but like today so like with the the crystal that i brought but like because we're having this podcast is um ruby kyanite so ruby is like about the heart and it has root chakra energy so it keeps you really grounded your heart open and then kyanite is for speaking and so being able to like speak in a really rooted voice but from the heart what is the word um this is ruby kyanite kyanite that's what i didn't hear yeah yeah, so, so you can use them for different things, and I literally, like, I have them everywhere. And the people that start to buy them, I, it's so funny because there'll be women that come in, they're like, I don't even know what this is, but I need to have it, and mm -hmm. then they'll come in again. And then, she, so like, this one lady, I remember her, she's like, I don't know what's happening. They have crystals all over at my desk, and <laughs> during COVID, I think it was really helpful as people were home. So I just think, like, yeah, I don't know why they work. I know that they work for a lot of people and a lot of people really like them. And that they, my idea is that they can just help us the way the plants do. We're made of earth, right? Rocks and plants can help support us on our journey and support our bodies and yeah, our lives and just make them really beautiful. I feel like I heard something and this might not be totally accurate where you have to like put your crystals by a window or something at certain times of the moon am I do you know what I'm referring to yes to like clear the energy or yes so you can so lots of people will do that it's kind of like maybe part of the ritual I do notice like I wear a crystal bracelet every day so after a while my crystal bracelet just feels like like I need to clear it so I might set it outside I might set it under the full moon I might just put it by a window if it's in the winter so it's just or I might run it underwater so those are ways that people clear their crystals when they feel like they're not it's just like almost cleaning them like if it uh -huh. just feels like it they get a little dull it's hard to it's hard to explain until you work with them because you kind of feel like oh this crystal feels a little bit dull I'm gonna set it outside for a little bit and and two I want to say like so quartz crystals is in all of our electronics I'm sure it's in your computers and quartz gives off um, it takes uh, inconsistent frequency and then gives off a consistent frequency and so quartz is really and and so that's one one crystal that's used in mainstream for the properties that we're all looking for, right? Like we want to take all of our like mixed up energies and like have a really consistent <laughs> like energy or vibrate at a really consistent way. So yeah, so you can you can clear your crystals. You don't have to, but lots of us do, and it's just fun. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say I think it's you know it's one of those things where it's not hurting anything, and if it makes you feel good or you connect to it and you notice a difference or it helps ground you or open up your heart or whatever it is right then then why not and they're pretty and they're great to give as gifts too you know yeah. some of these are just so beautiful um to the eye yeah 
Yeah, it's so fun to have like kind of like a non-believer come and hold a crystal and then not be able to put it down and be like, I'm I'm never putting, like people won't even put them on the counter sometimes. They're just like, yeah, here's my thing. You can ring me up and I'm not putting, I'm not giving this crystal to you. <laughs> Do you think it matters where they're sourced? So there's, I, I mean, it's tricky. So I go to the shows and I try to buy as best, from the best sources that I can. It's hard because it's not really traceable the way uh -huh. other things are. I've had a lot, like I say a lot of prayers to the earth about these crystals because I get that they come from mines and what that means. And like the message that I've gotten is like, the people need it, right? So it's a, to me it's medicine for the soul. And so people need it right now. And so like the message, the message I get is like, it's, it's okay. Like do what you can to take care of the earth and that these are coming out right now and being more popular because I think we need the support as humans. And so just trusting that and then finding the best vendors that I can buy from. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you may teach classes here, or I think you used to teach classes yeah. here, right? And then obviously we've been in this um, pandemic for quite a while. So are you going to plan to offer some in-person workshops or even online? Or, you know, you mentioned if you have... Um, the woman who can bring the plants that you would do something here yeah yeah well so we've just had our may was as crazy as our december and we have a new store manager so right now we're okay. trying to get a grip on like what's happening here because mm -hmm. we, we don't we weren't expecting this and um but i this the reason i opened the store was so i could teach and this space is now just we've had more inventory so it's a little bit harder so we're trying to figure out like what that would look like I loved doing women's circles, so we've done those with Jewel Weed, and those have been amazing and life-changing for me, and um, I think a support for a lot of people, and then teaching herbal classes, and we've done some via Zoom, but we're hoping to get more, maybe do a mix, and being able to get together more in person, so yeah, I mean, that's for sure on our list of things to do, and because when you when you make a t-shirt, you make something with your own hands, like, it's amazing. I've had people break out into tears about like making a t-shirt yeah because yeah. i know i know you said it's simple and really it, it does sound pretty simple but like you know at the end of the day we're all busy and then you get a little intimidated and so i would i would love to be able to do that at least for the first time in a setting like that yeah and um, well in our no matter where we're from our ancestors use herbal medicine that's all they have mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so they use it and so the old cookbooks would have you know, herbal remedies next to like how to stitch up something next to how to make a soup or stew, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was just what was passed down. And so I think we've really lost that. And so just having somebody show you once or a couple times and help guide you and help like remember, because I do feel like it's innately in us to use the plants to heal. And so, yes. yeah, 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 I would love to be able to do that more. So I hope. Me too. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming if people, you know, if people want to know how they can find out about that, it's on your website or do you have a newsletter or? Yeah. So we do have a newsletter. So if okay. people go to our website, they can sign up for that. We, um, we're working on our website, on a new website that will have like a bigger store to it. It's a little tricky because I never wanted to just be a store or a uh -huh. website. I wanted to be a place where people could come and have an experience. So like the website has always just been a little bit like, it's coming, it is coming, it's really cool. It's like 80% done right now. And so, yeah, so the, but the, the newsletter, at least we often will send out um, recipes, how to make elderberry syrup, how to make bitters, you know, how to make an infused oil, how to make a tincture. Those have kind of all gone out before, but yeah. Okay. So I'm wondering, you've given our listeners so many tips and strategies and information. I'm wondering if someone walks into the store, they have very little knowledge on pretty much anything in the store, which I'm guessing happens often, right? People just walking by. Where would you direct them? Or do you kind of let them direct themselves? Yeah, we often, like we are available, but let, letting people's curiosity guide them. If some, sometimes people will say, well, I have anxiety and like, what, what would I, what should I use? And so we all have anxiety for different, people have anxiety for different reasons. And it would be like, well, what, what is their way in? Do they want CBD? Do they want a crystal? Do they want cacao? Do they want to try a tincture? Right? So there's many different ways that we can come at it. Do they just want a candle and a mindfulness book? Right? So mm -hmm. like, what is it? Like, what is their, what is, what's their comfort zone and what can we offer them? So that's usually what we do. So I'll ask, like, well, what are you, 
what are you interested in or what have you heard? Lots of times their friends have told them to come in or something like that. So yeah, so it varies by person. But yeah, just coming in and ask, letting your intuition guide you um, and your curiosity. So Jody, we love leaving our listeners with some practical tips and just things that they can implement immediately into their life. Can you share, maybe it's your daily practices or other habits that you have to just help empower people in their pursuit of greater personal health and well-being? Yeah, well, I do love to start my day with the cup, so that's a big thing for me. So every day, no matter where I am, if I'm traveling, I bring my fixings for my morning drink. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I add adaptogenic powders to it, and I add a different kind of elixir. Um, it depends on what I'm working at or what I'm needing, but really that like that time in the morning to like set um, my day is really important to me and start it with something that feels really good for my body. And then I I pull cards every morning. Oh, I so too. yeah, so I have so we have many different decks, and it could be a tarot deck or an oracle deck or just an inspirational deck. But just to pull a couple cards, and I either could ask a question, I could just you know leave it open. There's decks that are my favorites, but literally like. They go where, with me wherever I go. And so people are often like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, can, could I have some of that? Could yeah. you pull me a card? And so, and we do it, every, all the women that work here, when we get to the store, every, we do it together. And so it ends up being like, a, even if I've done it at home, we do it again when I get here. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a way to really um, bond and set the tone for the day. And so anyway, that's my favorite. I love that. I love that. We should do that. Yeah. We should. <laughs> I started doing, I started pulling Oracle cards in December. I bought it, the, I was doing this yoga training, and I've been doing it, I mean, probably at least six days a week I do it, and I love it. It's just, it helps ground you too, like you take a few breaths, and you set an intention too for the day. It just, it's a lovely way to start the day, so I'm so glad that you mentioned that. So, where can people find you? You know, you know tell people, we're in downtown Wyzetta. Yep, we're on Lake Street, between Selvitz and Caribou, right across from the lake, with a beautiful view of the lake. Our website is jewelweed.shop. We're on Instagram at jewelweed.shop. Um, and Instagram is probably like one of our favorite places to wear on Facebook too, but Instagram is like where we post like our updates, our pictures, or like our new merchandise, what we got in, what we're excited about, what we want to share. So that's always a really good place to find us. Yeah. And I know you have a special offer for our listeners, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the first 25 people who come in and mention this podcast, we're going to give like a little um, a little treat bag. So we'll have a little crystal and a little herbal medicine and yeah, some special goodies in there. Yes. Thank you so much. Fun. Yes, thank you. So Jody, this has been so wonderful and Marnie and I are excited to just browse and shop after we've wrapped this um, interview up. So one final question that we'd like to ask all of our guests is, what does the art of living well mean to you? Yeah, I, I love the question. And I was like, I've been thinking about it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> my, my brain is like, well, I, what I love too is art. Like the, the word art in there, I'm not an artist by any means. I do feel like our lives are our work of art, right? And so looking back, I'm turning 50 this year, right? My life has been like my work of art. And so, um, so I love that word and the question. And then I wrote a couple things. So it might be cheap, but I wrote, um, so the art of living well to me means to connect with those you love and nature, to do what brings me joy, to claim sovereignty over my life, to rest deeply, to take a chance, to follow my intuition, to indulge all my senses, to care for my body, and to call in magic every single day. Oh, I love that. That's, that's beautiful. So beautiful. You might need to like email us that. <laughs> I think you may need to have a little quote up here you, for you everyone to have see. someone paint that. Exactly. That, that's beautiful. And they infuse magic every day. Yes, I know. I, I yes. and indulge all your senses. I mean, I, yes. I loved what you wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I try to do, right? Like we, I don't know. I think t- turning fifty is just like changing things a little bit for me, and so really having to like enjoy this. Yes. Right? This like this gift of a life that I've been given and all the beauty that surrounds us every single day. And sometimes we take it for granted. And so how do we get really rooted in that and in nature and in our relationships and yeah. Absolutely, I love everything. Couldn't agree more with what you just said. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for having us here today. Um, we're just so excited 
to share everything that you're doing with our listeners. So, okay, thank yeah. you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Thank you. This has been so inspiring. Yes. And so. so for anyone who lives, I mean, literally anywhere in Minnesota, you can drive here. It's beautiful. Come in to Jewelweed. Um, and hopefully we have some listeners who will be making some trips to the Twin Cities in the near future. Have a great okay. day. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.